0: Attempt number three. <laughs> I can't believe. So we, uh, lightning struck twice with yes. you and me. <laughs> like, perfect A-plus podcast conversations, in my opinion. And both times, the technology failed me.
1: <laughs> Welcome to my life. Yeah.
0: That's what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to allow that to happen again because... My conversations with you have been so good, and I've I've told people that are, you know, into listening to my podcast, I'm like, you gotta, like, I, I reference you all the time, as if, as if they would have listened to the podcast, and they haven't, but it's like, yeah, like, Elena told me this, and told me that, and, you know, so now, finally, it'll get out to... Hopefully. ...to the people, hopefully. <laughs> if not, then I'm really gonna have to just <laughs> bow to whatever your technology... Right? Yeah. yeah. The aura.
1: Technology fails around me right. daily,
0: right. so... Right. So, uh, we, I'll give a little background. I do this where I just start talking and I, Go need, for I need to frame a little bit. So, Elena, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, We've done two previously. Yes. And the recording has failed both times. Both were absolute A plus. Yes. Top of the line. Love them both. And they were fun for you and me. But this one we are going to share with the Dream Talking community. I've uh I've kind of took a good little break from recording podcasts and I'm I'm trying to get back on and do it regularly again I got a bunch of people lined up I just got to take the time to you know meet up so thank you for the hardest part it is exactly the hard part's out of the way yeah once we sit down now this is the fun enjoyable part yes just talk um so uh going back in my memory it's kind of cool that it's been so long since we've talked because I'm gonna ask you all the same shit <laughs> that's <before>. right. <laughs> but we both have had enough time to forget about it that we could have it fresh and new. But I remember first having the idea that I should podcast with you when we were hanging out in your backyard, and you were talking about teaching teaching your kids. You teach four and five year olds. Yes. Yes. Um. And uh, you were t- we were t- I was saying something about uh teaching kids how to get in touch with their emotions right and I didn't really have any ideas or strategies but I just obviously I have five kids I used to teach kids before that's the career path I was going towards before I took a detour and did what I'm doing now um, and so I brought up kind of the idea of like how do you teach children to get in touch with their emotions right like um, seeing that maybe the difference between being angry and being, like, very pumped up and, you know, excited about something. Right. are Big that, emotions. Right. Big emotions. Yes. Exactly. Aren't as far apart as maybe, you know, our culture or parents would kind of drill into you and maybe being interested and curious in that well and yourself. there
1: have negative and positive connotations right
0: yes exactly
1: being mad we grew up as that's not okay
0: mm-hmm. there's something wrong with you right? You're mad
1: being super excited is okay mm-hmm. yeah. right yeah both big emotions
0: yes exactly then,
1: super yeah. different connotations
0: that, absolutely and so so you started breaking down how you teach your kids about yes. getting in touch with their emotions and uh, getting a little bit of space when maybe they have some sort of an anger flare-up or whatever. And I was just like, okay, this is freaking awesome. we got to record a podcast. <laughs> then we recorded two great podcasts, and I lost them both. Yeah. So there's the frame, there's the background, so the listeners are caught up. And let's dive right in. All right. Okay.
1: Where should we start? Let's
0: start with uh, right on the track we were just
1: diving okay. into there.
0: So what are some techniques or... Uh, strategies that you employ, um,
1: yeah,
0: on the day-to-day grind of like you said, you know, being in there with the kids.
1: Yes, well, um, a huge, I guess, curriculum that I use is called Zones of Regulation. Yes, right, which is awesome. You, and like the earlier you can do this, the better. But like it even works with the eighth graders too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You have mm-hmm. to like switch things around a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like you're, you'd be amazed like what they would do for a sticker or what they yeah. would do to just like not have to do like academic work right mm-hmm. where this is just Smaller as much works. academic but like emotionally academic mm-hmm. rather than yeah you know, but in their mentally head, they academic. put in a different category right. yeah they're not doing social not, studies yeah. so they're into it <laughs> yeah they're you know? doing that <laughs> um you color cord emotions right red isn't necessarily and you take all negative or positive judgment either way out of it
0: mm-hmm. right
1: red is a big emotion You can be super excited that you're going to Disneyland and you are in the red. Or you can be in the red when you are so upset because you didn't get to have that brownie that you wanted for breakfast Mm. and your world, when you're four, (laughs) is over. Like, that's it. Mm -hmm. You just, you can't learn. And, like, a big part of that is realizing that, like, if our kids are not socially and emotionally sound, they're not going to learn. You could have the most profound wisdom to impart
0: yep.
1: and if they're so upset like
0: if they're still they're on the brownie not, it doesn't yeah matter. it
1: doesn't matter it be
0: gandhi mother Teresa. <laughs> it's not doesn't it matter first, right the brownie is first that's exactly. very it's i'm sure you know like maslow's hierarchy yeah kind of yeah it's, it's like an emotional hierarchy right if like, you're
1: like physiological need, needs mm-hmm. are not met like how can you be up at the top with self-realization yeah right exactly. like there's no way yeah so um First, I think is like creating an environment where it's there's no judgment for emotion, right? Like emotions are like the weather, and there are storms, and there are terrible storms. Especially for kids. And that's okay, Mm -hmm. right? That's totally okay to feel like that. How? What do we do with that though? You know, Mm -hmm. so creating a space of safety, right, where kids feel comfortable to experience. What they're experiencing yeah. emotionally yeah. and know that they're in a place that's free of judgment, yeah. right? So, another thing is um, that I really like to do is like I call it emotional vocabulary, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a difference between being mad and being irate,
0: yeah, right? 100%.
1: So, there's I love that. and like there's so basically for my younger students, I'll use simple colors, right? Like red, blue, green. And red doesn't mean bad, it just means big, right? Mm -hmm. Blue doesn't mean, or, you know, yellow doesn't mean slow down, it means something else, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then as the kids get older, you can actually have almost like a rainbow where, like, kind of yellow feeds into red, right? So, like, maybe you're super in the dark red because you're so upset about something. Or Mm -hmm. maybe you're, you know, you're kind of mad, you don't really know why, you're just kind of irritated and on edge, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not all the way in the red, but you're more in like the magenta, mm-hmm. you know? So I also like to give them like emotional vocabulary because I think what our kids need the most is to be taught how to put into words what they're feeling so that other people can understand where you're at. I agree so right? much. I agree very much. Yes. If I know that one of my eighth graders' dogs died last night and he's so upset and distraught and he's at school and he's totally like trailing off, I'm probably not going to call him out mm-hmm. because I know that, he, you know what I mean? Yep. If he comes in and says, Ms. Altamari, I am so upset and this and that, and you know what I mean? I'm distraught and I'm depressed and I'm anxious about being here. You know what I mean? Those are, they don't have the word. They need to be taught the words to be able to express those exactly. things, yeah, right? Because it's not just mad, bad, sad, yeah. and glad. And, and, you and know? So,
0: Okay, so so much is coming in here <laughs> uh, when you, as you're talking. I love it. Uh, one thing that I was thinking was, um, if you're creating that environment for them in school, that might be the only place they're getting that safe space to be able to explore those emotions. Right. Um, hopefully not. It is 2020. A lot of parents are, you know, are, are educated and up and, and, but, but, you know, whatever small percentage of kids there are out there are still getting that old school, like, uh, you know there is no rainbow it's binary it's good or bad you have a good emotion right now you're being a good boy or girl or you're being a bad boy or girl you have a bad emotion exactly and and so i love the idea of building that vocabulary so much i was i was listening to uh rudolph steiner have you ever heard the name they started waldorf schools off of him yes okay yes you familiar with that at all okay cool so he talks about the like we only have so many words but emotions are incredibly uh have so much ambiguity to them and they're so complicated that we there's almost you you couldn't have enough words to really break it down but just expanding the emotional vocabulary and then they're able the the, when the kids learn and they're able to get in touch with that then they're able to communicate that's what it's all about so they can't just come in and, and to school and say, you know, and put uh, their
1: head down and, we, and not talk to me. Exactly. Right? right. Like,
0: yeah, that, which is, which is so easy to shut down when you can't communicate out like, Hey, my dog died. Hey, I just, or
1: you know, Hey, nothing happened. And I'm, I'm
0: super just, anxious. Exactly. I don't know why. Yes, right. Exactly. Like, I mean, as a freaking adult, like it's hard to do I have that. so yeah. much anxiety. I don't even know why. You know, you just like see your brain searching for a reason, you right. know, like you
1: try to make logic of something that's yes. completely illogical. That's, so, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's
0: so just being able to be like, you know, if a kid can come in and say, uh, I have a whole lot of anxiety, that's it. You don't need to explain, you know, and that's another thing. A more kind of old school uh, parenting style would be like, well, why anxious? You have no reason to be you know cuz they're thinking I'm trying to hold down two jobs. Well, and it's
1: very cause <laughs> yeah, and effect. Yes. The old school way of thinking is very cause and effect. If you're yeah. anxious, what happened right before it that made you anxious? Mm-hmm. And emotions don't work that way. Exactly. You know what 100%. I mean? Yes, it yeah. would be great if they did. Yeah. And it would be great if I could say, "Oh, well, that person cut me off and I almost got in a car wreck and that's what made me anxious." Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Um what do you, what happens if it wakes you up out of a dead sleep? Like I'm sleeping, I'm safe. I know that logically I know that I'm safe. Yeah. So, you know, where do you go from there? Yeah. Right. And I think like, you know, what you were saying is, um, school may be the only place that they get that. And Mm -hmm. even if it's not, even if you do have these well-educated parents who are into emotions and into talking and into the non-judgment. Sometimes it's easier for kids to relate to somebody who's a little bit more removed.
0: Oh, 100%. Right? Yo, like, yes, I a kid
1: may be able to tell me that him and his girlfriend broke up, but mm-hmm. they don't want to tell their mom and dad totally. that, right? Yep. Or, you know, oh, I'm struggling with finding out who I am or my sexuality or mm-hmm. who I... You know what I mean? Those yeah, really fact, tough topics. You, you
0: might be the only person that they feel comfortable bringing certain stuff Right. To. Yeah.
1: exactly. So, so I think to. it's like I have such a cool position in yeah. all these kids lives that it just, it energizes me and it just like totally juices me up Man, and I get it so much, you know, and yeah. like, you're not going to get through to every kid, but hopefully, and you know what you have to stop and remind yourself is that like, when you're molding a mind, you don't see those effects immediately. You may not even see them. I have the blessing of working in a pre K through eight school. So yeah. I do see it a lot of the time. Yeah. But, you know, there may be times that I don't see the benefits of what I'm trying to mold. Of course. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But to know that that is in their mind and that it could somehow make a change in how they handle stimulus from the world, which there is so much of these days, is,
0: I don't know, I think it's really cool. I I think there's almost no more important work. For real. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I I I'm that like. I mean, of
1: course, I agree. I'm a teacher, yeah, so of course sorry. I'm like, of course, yeah, my job is the most it, important. As, like, course, <laughs> yeah. and and
0: that's you know that was my world. I taught, um, and I have kids, and I just see the the ripple effect of like what one small shift can do. And you know, and I really, when I look back at like who makes me the person I am now, it's it was all teachers, you know, whether it was a school teacher, well, those a are, martial are the first, teacher, right? Coach, yeah, those are know?
1: the and those are the relationships that I think people value. Right. Mm -hmm. And I have the luxury of like having these kids that are so young and innocent that like, it's, it's pretty easy to just kind of get right in there, you know? And so it's really cool because they haven't been so clouded with judgment and society and their minds are just so pure and innocent. And Mm -hmm. it's just so cool to be around. You know what I mean? Like everything just like is, um, you know, it's amazing. I had the best day today because yeah. we made pancakes. Yeah. And I'm like, if that makes you oh happy. God.
0: You're going to make me cry. Go that's, for that's it. That's something you know? that my like, daughter would say. Right. It's, it's, she knows every Sunday we make pancakes in the morning. And it's, like, she looks forward to it the night before. Yeah. And, and if I, for some reason, am not there when she wakes up, she, she's, like, devastated. Right. She's, like, we're well, we're making pancakes. <laughs> right. You don't understand. <laughs> like, and, like, know? that's, like, like,
1: your MIG moment. Like, it is life yeah, or death. Uh-huh. It is fight or flight. Like, yep. there is no, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think it's super cool to, and I think as you grow up, you lose that.
0: Yeah. Right. Absolutely. To us,
1: it's making pancakes or to some people, it's like, oh, my God, it's such a hassle. I'm exhausted on Sunday. I don't want to do it. Like, yeah. can we just not do it today? Yeah. But like to them, it's, everything. It's you know, so it's like such a good reminder to just like have the simplicity of life. Nothing yeah. is complicated for them. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Like they're mad. They hit you. Mm-hmm. you know like yeah. it's simple and then we grow up and we're like I'm really mad and I want to hit you but yeah. I can't so let me tear you down with this or y- yeah, it and just let's gets... hold
0: on to it for weeks or and months yeah and years. let
1: me just pretend like nothing's wrong <laughs> because okay. that's what society tells us to do uh-huh. because society says yeah. it's not okay to be upset and
0: it's like and it's a freaking just cancer eating you inside emotionally and then you
1: have people like you yeah. wonder why there's so much road rage like yeah. all these people are harboring so much Junk mm-hmm. like even from your childhood, you yeah, know, because yeah. we grew up in an era where you don't really talk about things. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's and not and, and there's so much judgment attached to it. Exactly. Like, it's not okay to it's not okay to have a meltdown in a store. Mm-hmm. It most certainly is okay to have a meltdown in a store. Yeah. You melt down wherever you need to, yeah. as long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody else. Exactly.
0: Yeah, get it out now because it's going to come out. Yeah. So how do you want it? And we're so
1: shamed for that. Yeah. You know, like people are walking through the store and if their kid is crying or screaming, they're like, Uh you know, whispering, oh my God, look at that kid. Look at that mom. And there's so much judgment attached Uh to parenting styles or, oh, she must be, you know, what is she doing to that kid that she can't control her own child? Uh When it's like, I'm just letting my kid have a meltdown just Maybe you should have one too yeah, and we'd yes, all feel a little exactly, bit better, you yeah, know? So yeah. it's, I just feel so blessed to have such a cool career yeah. where like, no, I don't make a bunch of money, but you know, I have a job that I enjoy doing, Yeah, you know, I, that's I, I cool. I
0: know the feeling. I remember, that's so cool. I, I first got into teaching, I taught martial arts when I was 16 and then I started teaching at a preschool and then I taught like uh, Montessori K through six, um, and I remember this feel I had for the first time in my life I had this feeling of like oh I enjoy going to work and this like like. Ninety percent of people don't enjoy going to work. Like I felt and like, like
1: how crappy that we think that that's okay. Yeah, I know, right? right? Yeah, like, and once you're in a career, and that's just that's just where you stay, mm-hmm. you know. And you get and I'm this like,
0: mental box of like you're stuck. I have to be here. I can't restart this. And
1: it's astounding the, once you
0: the fear of, even yeah.
1: think about opening that box. You're yeah. like, oh wow.
0: Yeah. Exactly. You know. Yeah, I've had like we're a literally
1: days. animals trapped in cages, and then we wonder why there's so many like hateful people and, yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. it's it's cool.
0: Yeah, and it's I cool. I just I remember at that age like going like feeling like I had this secret that like other people hadn't figured out like you can uh, enjoy going to work and make a difference, you know, as cliche or whatever it sounds like, no, it ripples out into generations, you know, beyond you. And I, and I've run into like at a coffee shop the other day, I ran into someone that was my student like 12 years ago. And she was like, I remember you, I remember you used to say this. And I was like, no freaking way. Like little sayings I had or whatever, you know, I'm like, I can't believe, you know, Well, isn't
1: that so cool? Because That's all you have in yeah, this world, exactly. We put so much stress on like physical things Which and stuff like and materials. So I mean, and it's like after my dad passed away, like his stuff is gone, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that's all gone,
0: yeah.
1: But what people remember and what keeps you alive as like a spirit and like a body yeah. in a sense, yeah, is like the lives you've touched, the people that remember you,
0: that's it, you
1: know, yeah. The lessons you taught people. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool.
0: Yeah, I know. You know,
1: it's super super cool.
0: It is. So I'm I'm very happy you have that. I hope most teachers or a good amount of teachers are able to see just how, you know, it, yeah. it it how like you said you feel so honored. Right. How valuable of a of a position you're in and and that you take it really seriously and and again i know like especially with teaching kids young kids it's like herding cats like it's
1: it (laughs) takes a special kind of person to work (laughs) with the young ones yeah it's
0: like these all these things are ideals a lot of times it's like crisis management you know oh yeah Yeah. especially
1: working in like a private catholic school like where like there is this idea that like your kids should be walking in a straight line and quiet during morning assembly Mm -hmm. and i'm like they you know, if we get from point A to point B and everybody gets there, That's what I'm said. winning. Yeah, like, uh-huh, I'm good. So it's, yeah. I think like, especially for teachers, I think that it's the yin and the yang, right? Like, I think that there needs to be a lot of like insightful teachers who love what they do. But I also think that like, maybe the teachers that have a different style. I'm not going to say like a bad teacher, quote mm-hmm. unquote, but like, you know, maybe a different style I think that's all important, right? Like, you're not going to know a good teacher if you haven't had one that's a little bit more difficult.
0: Absolutely, yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. I think that it's just. Yeah, you don't want a homogenous, like, just everyone hit you with the same thing. Because right. that's not life. Right. Because there's not too many Elenas out there after you graduate. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, Right. Then you're going to deal with the whole spectrum right. of Right. Like, and yeah. I
1: think it's also important to teach kids that. Yes. You know? 100%. And I had right. one of my eighth graders who I had a couple years ago come back and. The first thing she said to me, I said, how is high school? And she said, oh, my God, you were right. And I was mm-hmm. like, about what? I know I was right. Yeah. About what? <laughs> like, and she goes, you know, you go from a class of 32 that you've been in the same class with the same kids since kinder, mm-hmm. you know, give or take a few. Mm-hmm. And then you go and she, I think, was in Brentwood. So she went from a class of 32 to a class of 700 just in her class. Yeah. It's over 2,000 kids in the school. Mm-hmm. And she's like. I don't matter. Yeah. To them, I don't matter. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm a number, mm-hmm. and I'm a piece of paper, and yeah. I'm kind of just this. They put you in whatever class they can. Totally. You know. Yeah. And I was like, they're yeah, just shuffling like, you
0: through the system, you yeah. know. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I was
1: like, can you go tell my eighth graders now yeah, that please. because maybe they'll hear it from you, huh, you know? Yeah. What so, a good point. It was just, but it was cool to know, because I, you know, I always tell them, because once they get into eighth grade, there's kind of this, um, their attitude changes, and they are just top dog, and they've been waiting nine mm. or ten years to get here, right? they are top dog, and, and they're little... there's 32 of them, yeah, so, yeah. like, it's really easy to, like, have your little clicks and have your little, Big you fish know... fish in
0: a small pond, yeah. And
1: I always just say to them, like, just you wait.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good luck. Yeah, life has a way. Good
1: luck of you know giving
0: you a couple of those. It ain't over yeah. after high school either. No, <laughs> it's a well, and stuff.
1: like to, but like it's also I think so important to like humble yourself and remind yourself that to them, yeah, it is their whole life. Exactly. You know yeah. what that I mean? That takes a
0: lot of imagination and, to and compassion them, on your side.
1: If they're dating somebody and they break up like their whole yes. world
0: That is a nuclear bomb being dropped. <laughs> yeah. Done. Yes.
1: You know what I mean? And, like, yep. and so it's so, uh, interesting to just, and I think like people don't listen to kids enough.
0: Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. well, it was
1: hard definitely. cause my first couple of years of teaching, the, the number of minutes that teachers talk per day is so alarming.
0: Mm. Right. Yeah. I hear you.
1: No kid is going to learn. Think about, like, when your parents lectured you. You would take a few things here and there.
0: Earlier on but the like lecture, then towards the end. That's just... not
1: how you learn, <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Know. Like, you learn from, like, collaborating with your friends and collaborating with maybe not your friends, right? Yeah. That's a super important thing to learn, too. Like, I know you don't like this person, but guess what? You're not mm-hmm. going to like everybody you work with. Yep. Yeah. So figure it out. Yeah. yeah you know? And it. I'm, like, Being so again. mean for doing, you know, but uh-huh. I'm like, okay. Yeah. you know and I try to hold that space for them to to be able to express that freely yeah right yeah like yeah so I didn't think that my mom was super great the whole time you know my whole childhood Mm -hmm. she sucked most of the time like you're mean and you're not fair right Mm -hmm. and I think it's important to hold that space but detach it from your space yes which has been a huge lesson that I've needed to learn
0: yeah it's not easy to do it's not easy to do as a parent because you're even It more, feels
1: so you know. personal and exactly. it is so close to home yep. and they just know how to get under, especially your own kids oh, know how to get under your skin, yep. Yep. you know, but if you hold that space for them and like, don't let it like seep in to your space, it just makes you so much more balanced and it also teaches them like. You can be mad and not be hurtful, exactly. right? Yeah. Like, it's okay. You can
0: be constructively mad. You can give constructive Be criticisms. pissed. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: Be so mad that you're going to go scream in your pillow and punch the wall. Go for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have at it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but be like... You
1: don't need to be hurtful to other people.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's... It's a cool job.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a yeah. heavy one, yeah. you know? It takes a lot for me to... Uh, I have to like I've been doing this whole like grounding cord bubble situation where like I'm imagine you know like you imagine from like your whole spine down into the earth I mean it connects up to obviously if you know anything about chakras and Okay, you
0: know. now we're good. Um,
1: <laughs> but you know there's this cord and you can imagine it as anything right like mine is more of like a a illuminated Like thread, kind of, you know, it can be Tarzan's fine, it can be like a yeah, (laughs) anything you want, right? And you just like know that everything you're feeling good or bad, like you put it in the ground and you cut that off, right? Because the earth can heal everything, you can take it, so you just put it there because it's not yours anymore, right? And then you make a new grounding cord, right? You ground yourself up, you ground yourself down. Cool. You know, then you bubble yourself, which sometimes I need like a double or a triple bubble because it's been a really shitty day and like these kids are going to make me cry. Um, and you just know that like, it's so hard to not, when you're empathetic and you care for your kids, it's so hard to not let their struggles be your struggles and their pain be your pain. Right. And so.
0: Being you, human is. is yeah. We're we're, we're soft wired for compassion. Exactly. That's why, like, we watch a video and you see somebody, you know, slip off a skateboard and bang their head, you, you react, <gasps> right? right? Yeah. You're, because that's how we're wired, right? Or if when somebody you, dies
1: in a movie, you cry your course. eyes out, yeah. right? Yeah. You like, see like them in so pain,
0: you're yeah.
1: emotionally invested, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. who we are as human beings. Yeah.
0: And you see little innocent kids, and it's like, how can you not just.
1: Who, like, yeah. come to school crying, yeah. who, like, aren't getting breakfast, who, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, It breaks your heart but I think it's important to like bubble yourself and know that like this is my space and like only good energy is allowed here anything negative I'm going to put into the earth and like anything positive I'm going to keep and the rest of everything that's banging and clanging all around in the world is just going to go off my bubble right like it can't. Yeah, And it's, it's like a conscious effort. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, but I feel like even if it works once, then it's It's worth worth it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's really important to hold that space for your kids, but not, it's so easy as a teacher to get so overwhelmed. Oh yeah. Right. Like there are some weekends and I'm like, I am not getting out of bed. Yeah. I am just done with the world. Like yeah, yeah, like and I think it's important to like take that time for yourself because I mean if you are not healthy and sound mentally, emotionally, socially, physically, how can you give that to anybody else? How can you hold space for anybody else? As you were
0: you're on it one hundred percent. You were talking about it, I think before we started recording, um uh like charging your battery right you yeah know, like what charges your so battery? I saw
1: this like picture online and it yeah. had a picture of a phone battery yeah. with you know a little red line across the bottom it said one percent and then right next to it it had a picture of a person and his feet were red or her feet were red and it said you don't let your phone get to this low or get low like this so why would you let yourself yeah right like exactly. and that can mean whatever you want yeah whatever cool. energizes you some mm-hmm. and like There's so much negative connotation with, I'm, I would say I'm like more of an introvert, right? Like
0: you took it right out. I was just about to say that I
1: get recharged by having Mm. my space. Yep. Right. That's the
0: best metaphor I've ever heard for the difference between introverts and extroverts is introverts, their batteries charge when they're alone. Extroverts, or batteries charge when they're around people. And like, people. no yeah.
1: negative or positive connotation. Yeah, like that is just it, how you it is recharge, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, and you it's... can't
0: argue with, you can't get mad at a phone for needing to be charged. Well, and like <laughs> the difference the between like a
1: Samsung charger and an iPhone yeah, charger, exactly. right? Like yeah. they both charge okay, and they yeah. both charge differently, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I think it's just we grew up and are still in a society that has such negative and positive connotation to everything you say and do yeah. and act mm-hmm. and. Look like and feel like, Mm -hmm. and how you present yourself to the world means everything in our society, right? Where
0: appearances, persona. Yeah,
1: I can wear sweats and look like a bum and go to the store. That doesn't mean I'm. Yeah,
0: and you could be like, like happy and a nice person yeah. and like you know But like
1: nobody's probably going to talk to me on that day, but like yeah. if I have my makeup done and my hair done, like yeah. people are think that I'm way more approachable, right? Yeah. Like uh-huh. so it's
0: It's our just just our monkey brains just taking shortcuts, <laughs> like you
1: know, like judging by appearances, uh-huh. right? And it's yeah. the hardest thing because that is what we're wired to do.
0: Yep, exactly. You know, yeah. no, our brains are doing their jobs. We're just I don't know why for some reason that person looks scary right well, you know it actually has nothing to do with reality it has right. to do with you know your well evolution. and
1: you know where there's again this balance that needs to happen right because I think especially as a woman you have this oh, higher right. intuition and you do need to and listen you listen to, to it yes, yes. right yes but it's the difference between seeing and feeling right like it's the difference between like I'm judging somebody based on what I see and I'm judging somebody based on what I'm feeling mm-hmm. because people we are energy right yeah. like everything is energy and if something is repelling you and pushing you off like there's probably a reason for it look into it you know or just like let it you know Mm -hmm. realize it and Mm -hmm. like be aware of it yeah you don't need to like go running down the street if you get a bad feeling but like if that's what you feel like you need to do
0: yeah yeah listen to it a reason do it. it yeah especially you know i i think like um again having compassion for like what it would be like to be in a woman's body um I heard this study that, uh, guys, I think maybe two to three times a year feel like their safety is threatened. Right. And women, it's like two to three times a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the difference right? of just like when a guy, you know, you see somebody walking across the street, someone pops out around the corner, right? whatever it is. A group of people yeah. that you know could. Yeah. And right. that's not by accident. That's not a flaw in the system. <laughs> that's because of evolution. Right? right. There's a reason that, uh, th- th- they call it, um, can't think of the exact word, but it's like the smoke alarm effect where uh, a smoke alarm is more geared towards going off by accident than not at all. Right. So our brains are wired that way that if you hear some rustling in the bush.
1: Better safe than sorry. Safe than right? sorry
0: right. And there's a reason for that because mm-hmm. those that had that smoke alarm effect survived. And those that were like, eh, it's probably nothing oh, It's a tiger. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. The one time that yeah. it was a tiger. Right. They didn't survive. They didn't get to pass their genes along. And so. Thank goodness. Yes, like, <laughs> yeah. Right. And so so the smoke alarm effect is is tweaked much more sensitively for women so I always try to like come from that place first like I I get that it's privileged for me to walk around the world as a male I don't I don't feel threatened that often I can walk around you know in the Tenderloin in San Francisco Telegraph Avenue in Berkeley and I just don't feel threatened and I'm like thankful for for that uh you know okay now what I was gonna get at was you're triggering so much stuff for me (laughs) when you said In a good way. When you said you keep saying hold the space Uh that's literally been my mantra for like the last month. That's been my go to is hold the space for my kids, for my wife, for any friend. If someone comes to you because I see this I get I can get very excited. especially when people are talking about something I'm into oh, yeah. and I see my things st- are firing. Like yeah. all your
1: neurons are just y- stimulated. Yeah. It's like know? a drug. It's mm-hmm. like, you know,
0: it's very endorphins are flowing and stuff. And then I can just, I can realize like, Oh, that was, it's kind of, it is selfish. It's like, I'm, you know, like hold the space for them. Because they might not have anybody holding the space for them. You know what I mean? And they and, might
1: not even be aware of that. Oh,
0: yeah, exactly. You know what I Most mean? Most likely they're not. Most right. likely they're just like, I don't know why I feel so alone. <laughs> so like, mm. like nobody hears yeah. me. You know? Yeah. And so um, my one of my favorite dudes uh, died uh, a couple of days before Christmas, Ramdas um he was 88 it wasn't a surprise or anything but I was surprised that when I found out about it I like cried but see even
1: there still loss
0: yeah I saw exactly doesn't matter right I'm already you put put trying to be a guy about right I know well and like
1: not even that but like just society male or female or however you identify puts that connotation on it right exactly oh your loss isn't as bad as my loss Mm -hmm. because he was 88 and my dad was 65 yeah right like no, yeah. it's still lost. When you're it keeping all score like same, that, it's like, not helpful.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so getting into that, so I, I I cried and then as I'm crying I'm like, Why am I crying? This is ridiculous. He he was old. I, I didn't know him. I never met him in person. But when I talked to my good friend about it, um she said you never
1: the, physically met him. No, I don't think it's fair to say that yeah, like you didn't no, know him. You it. know what I yeah, mean? Like,
0: exactly. One hundred percent. Um I've even This is woo woo wee, but whatever. Since he's passed, I've had conversations with him. You know? And that was from the We all know I believe in that, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, what my friend said, uh, the perfect thing, I said, I don't know why, uh, but I've been crying a lot. I'm like, surprising myself how much I'm crying over the fact that um, he passed away. And she said, uh, sometimes when we lose someone that helped us feel less alone, it can be a really hard loss and it was like whoa that's it because he at a time in my life when I felt like no one got me um for many many years he was like the guy that I could go and listen to his lectures and I'm like he gets it
1: <laughs> you know what we I mean? as human beings yeah. strive to feel connected
0: yes exactly. so when
1: you lose that connection yeah it's, it's it
0: hurtful. sucks yeah, it sucks yeah you know and yeah, I like how she didn't is. like
1: judge and say like you know, I don't know why you're crying so much. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. just like, it's just hard. Yeah. Right. And that's something that I struggled with, like after my dad passed away. And even now, you know, people, I, I struggle to find what to say. Right. Yeah. Cause people are like, Oh, how are you?
0: <sighs> which is,
1: so and like funny. today I'm fine. You yeah. know, like yesterday I was not fine. Yeah, like, you know, okay. but
0: just the way you said that tone of voice, I heard it. How are you? Like, Shut the fuck up. I don't up. need you to feel bad <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah. Like
1: I'm okay. Like they you know? can come to you and just
0: be like, you know, hey, I don't know if you feel like it now, but if you ever feel like it, I'm here to
1: listen. Yeah.
0: Like, isn't that a or world just, of difference?
1: Or just like for me, like show up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like just I think that that's listen. the biggest thing. Like people say, you know, oh, what can I do for you?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just be here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Come over. Yeah. Let's hang out. Yeah. Bring dinner. You mm-hmm. know, like. Let's do something it's, together, it's, right? It's like, always
0: really basic, right? Yeah. just be here. And that was hold the, the thing. Space, yeah, shut the hell up. Let me talk, or just hang out, and yeah. I don't even need to talk. Right. Basics. Let's let's eat just food. feel connected. Yeah,
1: like you know, yeah. and so like it's so, and I and I still, I guess I'm kind of like, an a hole about it because sometimes like, people will say like, oh how's your dad if they don't know him, oh, yeah. Dead. Yeah. And then, like, the look on people's uh-huh. faces, you know? And I guess that's, like, yeah. kind of mean. But I'm like, well, well, you asked the question and I gave you an answer. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to know, like,
0: yeah.
1: he's dead.
0: The, like, yeah. And there's no <laughs> easy know? way to, yeah. What
1: are you going to say, you uh-huh. know? And so it's so hard. I think hard. you have the
0: right to answer whatever the hell you want in that case. Right? You know like, I mean?
1: not here anymore. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's just, it's hard because then people, you know, so many people, like, are you okay? What do you need? How can I help you? And those mm-hmm. are great it's great to ask me that because it's great to feel like you care. Right. And that's like really, I feel snarky because that's really what people are trying to show me is that they care. Of course. Right. But to me, like your actions and your presence and you showing up means more than anything you could say to me.
0: Yes. And actions speak louder than words so strongly in this case. And it's the same (laughs) thing for like my
1: kids at school. Like you don't need to be this like, Gandhi of teachers, right? No. You just show up and you hold a space for them. Yeah. You just are there. Yeah. You know, and sometimes that's enough. yeah And sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. And like, you know. Yeah. And it's just in,
0: I, in the cases where it's not, you lecturing definitely isn't <laughs> gonna be the nobody's thing. Nobody's gonna helps. hear that anyway. <laughs> yeah, and nobody exactly. and you
1: know what I mean, you're no. talking yourself until you're blue in the face uh-huh. and your kids are like, You're so annoying.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, it doesn't matter how good of a point you have. No,
0: I know. It's so it's so self centered. To lecture, and I'm I've done it. I've lectured. <laughs> I'm, I'm recovering. It's like but, what yeah. we grew up with. Exactly. Like it's yeah. so
1: hard, you know. And yeah. I went to, um, I have the blessing of going to like a bunch of in services that the diocese will put on for us, and, um, I went to one on Friday, and like I've been kind of like growing my kind of mantra for how I educate people, mm-hmm. and you know. The hardest thing is to know that like kids do well when they can. Well, people in general do yeah. well when they can. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we act no like it's a choice. No kid wants to be a jerk. I know. Like, you know what I mean?
0: That's beautiful. And kids it's, do well when they can.
1: And yeah. it's hard because you think immediately, oh my god, Jimmy is tapping his pencil again and I swear to like why can't you just sit there and stop tapping your pencil? Mm-hmm. Like I have asked you a million times, right? Mm-hmm he's he can't help it yeah. like he's not doing it on purpose to annoy me no, you know exactly. or it's like with kids that's who the have, story
0: we tell ourselves though real quick we have a whole reason and it's always especially be, as a
1: teacher yeah, yeah. you know why <laughs> are you making origami and you're throwing a, an eraser at him and yeah. you are walking around why the hell are you walking around yeah, yeah, like go sit down uh-huh. right because like our, our, view, yeah. our view of education mm-hmm. is that if my kids are not sitting down looking at me and taking notes they are not listening yeah Right. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the case. Absolutely. So yeah. it's hard because it's like kids do well when they can. How do I and it's super hard because I have the struggle daily of like, how do I reach all the needs of my kids where they're at oh, yeah. right now? Yeah. Right. I have this Good kid luck. who's reading <laughs> at a third grade level. Not ever a kid who's can't even, you know, basic sounds and phonograms are mm-hmm. a struggle. You know, yeah. how do I challenge this one and empower this one you know so it's super super hard and teaching
0: is a complete art form
1: and then you put the emotional and how do I reach the needs emotionally of my kids each day Mm -hmm. and it can be exhausting yeah it can be super super exhausting you know so but it's also humbling yeah you know it also makes me feel sometimes like you know if I'm super upset and I go to work and then I see it just makes my problem so much smaller yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. I'm fighting with whoever, but like, I'm making such a bigger difference. You know what I mean? You I just do. feel small in a good way though. Right. Yeah. Not in like a.
0: Cause you're a part of your, you see how you're a part of something so much bigger than your yeah. little problem. Your and little like,
1: my problem. problem is so worldly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Course, like yeah. <laughs> I, all the time, my oldest stepdaughter and I, we do this thing where we say first world problems to each other. Yeah. It's a little inside oh, yeah. joke. Yeah. So whenever we're, whenever. Oh, we my do phone's it not other. working. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah
1: hmm yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, and we'll even catch ourselves. Like, we'll be saying something, and I'll, and I'll be like, this is a first-world problem. I huh? had
1: that the other day. Like, I forgot <laughs> my AirPods at home and was like, oh, my God. I was so upset, and yeah. then I was like, am I, I really?
0: I wanted to have a good day today. I don't have my AirPods. How
1: am I going to listen to my podcast at lunch? Yeah. Like, my day is ruined, yeah. right? And there is my inner child, my uh-huh. inner four-year-old, that's yeah. like, I didn't get that brownie. I'm it. game over. Yeah. Might as well just call it quits today, right? <laughs> like, and it's so... Yeah, but I think, like, the blessing that, you know, my kids teach me just as much as I teach them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, how to just slow down and be simple. Yeah. Sometimes I have, like, this whole lesson plan planned out, and, like, all we do is have free play. Yeah. Because kids are still learning, right? Like, mm -hmm. I can still hit all of my, but, like, kids are learning how to play with each other and how to collaborate and how to share and how to effectively be a part of a group.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right? That's what being an adult is that's a huge part of their education that it doesn't translate to textbooks or whatever but yeah that's how what, many
1: times have you uh, done geometry and done like proofs
0: exactly since
1: you like got out of geometry yeah, how, i've never done one again and you how know? many like, times
0: have you been in a group and had to collaborate and work it out <laughs> you know yeah
1: exactly yeah. so
0: so giving yourself <laughs> a little bit of like yeah space to, to let that play out and right and realize that they're getting a whole lot out of that is awesome i you're I, as you're talking i just keep thinking again and again everyone should have to teach for like a year, teach a four, a four or five year old class. right? Because you learn so much. You, you do. Learn, and
1: and the, even if the only thing you get is how much respect you have for the people who exactly. can do that That's every day. It. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Then you won't be the parents that complain about teachers. I know. I know you, you live it probably. You yeah, know, any more than me that, that complain about teachers that have never had to run a group of more than like two kids. Mm-hmm. I'm like you, you don't even know what you're talking about. Right. You've never even dipped your toes in the pool that is the chaos of having a group.
1: Right. And so for a really long time in my career, I felt like that. Right. Like I would be so annoyed with those parent-teacher conferences that you know are coming, yeah. and you know this parent, for lack of a better word, is you should just, do this, this, and that. Why don't you, you know, do this? Yeah. But again, like I have to take a step back and hold that space for them yeah. just as much as i like, hold it for their children and
0: you're being right? their like, teacher at that point
1: yeah and yeah, like knowing right. like wow that really is sad that you <laughs> still have not figured this out yeah. so like let me hold this space for you and yeah. that's where like grounding yourself and bubbling yourself mm-hmm. comes so in handy yeah. because
0: you still gotta it's not adults. an
1: attack on me it's attack on themselves but they're un they're not self-aware enough
0: mm-hmm.
1: to be able to objectively think about what they're upset and how to fix it. That's it. Right.
0: Yeah. i hundred percent. That's Buddhism. 101. that's yeah. big
1: kids in little mm-hmm. bodies mm-hmm. or no little kids and big bodies. Yeah. You know what yeah, I yeah, mean? Yeah. And like it's the same for a lot of the adults that are walking around this planet. 100%. You don't know how to deal with your emotions. Like you don't have anything.
0: Yeah. exactly. You can't function. No, you're right. You, I think of it as like, you're a slave to your own emotions. Like, you don't, you know, there is no, like... In your
1: environment, right? Yeah. Something goes wrong, and it that stimulus, like, sets you off. That's it. Right? Yeah. And it's the hardest thing, and, like, it's just an ongoing battle, right? Like, there are days where, like, I consciously know that the stimulus is coming in yeah. and I am just mad and I'm, mad, feeling anyway. right? I and I'm I just like I just want to be mad today <laughs> yeah, exactly. so you know yeah. and it's hard because and as
0: soon as the resistance is kind of backed off from it then then it loses its juice then it kind of plays right. it out and then you yeah right. but it's the like I shouldn't be mad I shouldn't be mad that shit could like, last like why time. should
1: I be mad everything's <laughs> going the way I wanted it to like yeah. what the heck yeah. yeah can we pause yeah of course thanks Kay. and I want to switch my mind.
0: okay part two <laughs> gonna get into the crazy stuff okay cool this is this is my jam
1: okay so my dad passed away just to frame this up my dad passed away almost a year ago um we were super super close disgustingly close i will say he sounds (laughs) like
0: like a really badass dad he yes
1: he is he is uh i feel so it's really cool to know that like i'm Half of that. Yeah. It's really cool. Oh, God,
0: you're um, gonna make me cry. For real. That's so sweet to like.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I
0: I'm, I'm, unfortunately don't totally feel like that with my parents, but like I. I'm
1: really really lucky. Yeah,
0: I know. I think of like I I in the best world, the like Disney movie world, my girls will grow up and say like I feel lucky that. Yeah. You know that's really cool. I totally.
1: Well, I feel that. like my I mean I get along really well with my mom too, so I yeah. just feel super I super know. blessed and lucky, but. Um, my dad and I have always just had this re- like this closeness right like it almost like I feel like made my mom kind of bitter uh-huh. because oh, yeah. we were just right and like whenever they were fighting I would always pick us up you, uh-huh. you know yeah and Definitely. so when he passed away I was absolutely devastated I dreamt and felt him way more when he had first passed away mm-hmm. and then recently I was thinking like and it's not that I'm not thinking of him but it's like when somebody just, You experience that loss. That next chapter right after it, like, everything reminds you of them, right? Like, smells and songs, and Mm -hmm. you're finding the meanings of all these things, right?
0: Because he was just here, and all of a sudden he's gone, and yeah, there's still the residue of that still.
1: And so, as time progresses, right, like, our worldly body just, because they say, like, even your cells have to grieve, right? That's why we Mm -hmm. grieve so intensely when we first lose something right like that's why you were crying so much when that person had passed away the right
0: nervous system everything is working it out. everything
1: yep. like even and I think people don't realize like your physical body grieves the loss of something mm-hmm. of anything right mm-hmm. and so as time goes on and your cells regenerate you know you kind of the world keeps turning
0: yeah
1: right and mm-hmm. you don't think about them as often and It's almost like waves, right? Like at first you're just like pummeled, like wave after wave, and you can't, like you're feeling all these emotions and you can't come up for air and Mm -hmm. you're just gasping for breath, right? Mm -hmm. And as time goes on, the waves become, you know, the storm still comes, but you know what the feeling is, and Mm -hmm. they're not as long, right? The storms Mm -hmm. aren't as long. Mm -hmm. They still come. They still are overwhelming, but you kind of know that you're going to.
0: And you've got a little bit of space.
1: Right, and you know know that you're not going to feel like this. Forever. Forever, all the time Uh from now on, you know? But I was thinking to myself, like, man, like, I haven't really had a dream about him. Like, I haven't really, like, thought about him that much. Like, because at first when he had first passed away, like, that summer, I'm a teacher, so I have summers, you know, usually are pretty lax. And I was outside a lot in my backyard and the same white butterfly, let's see, every single day. Yeah. And yeah, like, there, you know, there's a whole story about that, but we'll get into that a different day. But basically, so it's like everything reminded me of him and everything like was his spirit and, you know, just yeah. time goes on. And so I'm like, man, I haven't really thought about him in a while. Like, I really want to make a conscious effort into like holding space for that. Right. Like setting aside a time where I can just think about something yeah. of him you know like mm-hmm. still having him be a part of my life
0: which is something like a lot of cultures do <laughs> purposefully right they they do those yeah, like,
1: yeah right a, or even yeah. like you have like that what is that table that they have with the pictures right yeah and when your pictures are gone and nobody has your picture like that's when you die yeah that's when you're gone Cokes right up. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so um it was weird because then you know, a couple of days had gone by, nothing really happened. And then this was after so this was like the first kind of holiday season without my dad and things were so crazy. Yeah. Um, which I'm grateful for because the more time you have to sit and think mm-hmm. is just the more time to not ready to be sad about that yet around yeah, the holidays, totally. you know, and yeah. that's okay. I'm mm-hmm. just not there yet. Yeah. And so I was at my boyfriend's mom's house and my boyfriend's mom runs a dog hotel. Right. So it is a little bit overwhelming for me um love them to death like love how I feel when I'm there but like it's a little overwhelming Uh right like and at this particular time they had 16 small dogs Wow. and so I had decided that if I was going over there I was going to be a little bit inebriated because that's Uh really I need to numb myself to this stimuli because like it is just too much right and holding that space for myself that like that's okay Right? Yeah. it's okay for me to be drunk on holiday break yeah. when like I know I'm going to be overwhelmed right like yeah. yeah and so i got <laughs> a little drunker than i wanted to um which was funny because i had like two white claws and a glass of champagne like total basic white girl but like i was drunk uh. i was like wow i used to be able to drink so much like okay um and there was this dog there that totally reminded me of my dad like he was just this short stocky <laughs> like schnauzer with these big eyebrows. And my dad was Italian, like a short stocky Italian man with his chest hair and his gold chain, his big eyebrows, like mustache beard yeah. since the day I was born. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like, and the dog was just like sitting next to my lap, like all over me. Anytime another dog would come up, he would like growl at him. And <laughs> I was just like, man, like this dog is my dad, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it yeah. even looks like him. And uh-huh. so we're all laughing about it. And I had pulled up this picture of my dad from when he was younger and in mexico with my mom and he's got his gold chain with the italian horn on it and his chest hair out and he's you know sitting with his arm on his leg kind of you know like yeah. all stoic and i <laughs> held up the picture next to this dog's name is gino by the way gino. like who names their dog that <laughs> and i'm like dude this is my dad like for sure and we all kind of laughed about it oh my god it looks just like him and then went about our business right and a couple minutes later I had finished finished my glass of champagne, which was sitting on this little coffee table, you know, a couple feet in front of me, and champagne glasses are kind of heavy, you know, like it's the Mm -hmm. champagne flute, like the stem is kind of heavy, and it was empty, but all of a sudden, I was, (laughs) I had gotten a back scratcher for Christmas, and so I was scratching the dog with my back scratcher (laughs) because I was drunk, and (laughs) like, all of a sudden, the champagne glass, I'm not even kidding you flies off the table and hits me in the foot
0: whoa yeah and
1: like my boyfriend's mom and her partner are very spiritual and very you know into Mm -hmm. this kind of like yeah into this kind of stuff and dina goes your dad's here that's that was your dad and i was just like
0: like without any hesitation holy
1: moly Like (laughs) whoa right like and it wasn't like the door was closed like no dogs were Mm -hmm. running by like it was just this like surreal like yeah I was just blown away by like how so. much energy that must have taken for him to like be so new on this other realm and like do that like right whoa on. right sure. and so I couldn't even really get that far into it because I was drunk and I didn't want to cry and yeah. like I was just like okay yeah just
0: enjoy
1: the yeah. moving on like uh, right yeah. and so a couple nights later I had fallen asleep and I had a dream, and it wasn't like your normal, like, I saw him, right? Like, but I felt him. Like, mm-hmm. he was there, and I could hear what he was telling me, but, like, I mm-hmm. didn't see him. He wasn't there. Like, but I was with one of my cousins and my aunt, and we were, like, all just, you know, doing what we do, just having dinner, hanging out, you know? And he was telling me, like, these are good people. Like, stay with these people. Like, the like these are who you need to be with, right? Yeah. And then I had woken up because there was, like, a slam. And, like, normally when you wake up in the middle of the night to something slamming, you're, like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, uh-huh. a little startled. Like, I was so calm. and I lo- And I had just happened to look up. And I have, like, four or five pictures, like, on my headboard, right? The one picture of my family, which was me, my dad, my mom, and my brother, had fallen over. Wow. And I was just, like... Okay, Dad, Like, I know I said I wanted this, but, like, I'm getting kind of Okay, yeah, I get it. Don't waste your energy here. Like, <laughs> cool. But it was so cool to just, and it gives me, like, so much, like, hope isn't even the right word, but it's just okay. so cool to know that, like, this worldly thing that we're calling life mm-hmm. is, like, not it.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? 100%. And it's so cool because, like, I feel it's so. Freeing.
0: You feel so much peace so much yeah it can, things aren't
1: as scary yeah. and they're not as like big emotionally yeah. you know and it was so cool to know that like those spirits and those connections that you have spiritually go beyond your physical body yeah right 100%. like my dad's physically not here anymore but like I very much since the day he passed away like have felt that he is still here yeah and it was so cool yeah it was really cool yeah
0: that's really cool yeah that, uh that you're open to it yeah. and unfortunately a lot of people are like well it doesn't make scientific sense so I'm just gonna file it away and it's like you're causing- trying to
1: make something rational that's yeah, just not rational it's just not exactly. you know yeah like, it's not
0: supposed to be rational right like how does it make you feel does it you know? Does it help you day to day? And, and when certain shit just comes and hits you right in the face, you gotta freaking or right? in <laughs> <earn laughs> the foot in your right, case. Yes, exactly, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Right. You you gotta you know my okay this is the latest that Paul's ever come up in my podcast. But my guru Paul, who I always bring up, uh, he talks about like um, uh, a miracle can happen, and we can like get over it in twenty minutes. You know like but we can hold on to a resentment for 20 years right there's a bias to our to the way that our brains work so like when a miracle happens he says like honor it take the time to honor the miracle you know what i mean and mm-hmm. that might not be easy right right but you might be scary well, look or, and like you know. look
1: at our world it's so fast paced like okay on to the next yeah. uh-huh. you know yeah. and it's like no sometimes it's important to just sit and be like whoa
0: yeah you know, and That's I, cool. and I've had more than a handful of cases in my life of miracles, of things I thought were impossible that happened, that revealed there's so much more right. than you know what the baseline cultural narrative reality is of what's going on. There's so much better and greater, and our problems are so much t- smaller than we really tell Just ourselves worldly, they are. You yeah, know what I worldly, mean? Like you know? it's, yeah, worldly. Yeah, and, and and so like the evidence is there. You know, just personal. I'm not saying the scientific evidence. Right. I'm saying the the subjective personal evidence is there. Honor the miracles, you know? Yeah. And it, and it can really just, it's okay. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's cool to be able to ha- come to somebody that has, that can hold the space to be like, yeah, I've seen it too. I believe you. And just like, well, how crazy. cool yeah.
1: that you could experience yeah.
0: that. Yeah. I'm so know? happy for you that you're <laughs> able to experience something like that. Even if it, yeah. you
1: think that it is total, just yeah. hocus pocus. Like, yeah.
0: well, it's real for you right you know, it's like when you do psychedelics if you mm-hmm. eat mushrooms you know okay well it's all happening in your head well freaking take the mushrooms yourself yeah. and tell yourself experience
1: your shit and yeah. then i'll experience yeah, mine exactly. right like... and, and, and
0: tell me it's all happening in your head because the feeling for me on on like psilocybin is this is more real than right mu- like i'm dreaming when i'm when i'm in my normal sober brain. This is reality. That's one of the kind of messages right. in sends. sense, you know what I mean? Or and, just
1: like, what is reality? Like, is exactly. this even reality or exactly. is this another like subconscious, like
0: you're getting quote that.
1: unquote reality that like I've created because our brains are searching for something tangible. So right, this
0: just might blow your mind. I, I got a <laughs> podcast to share with you. So, uh, one of my favorite podcasters, Sam Harris, uh, he's a neuroscientist. That's also into, um, uh, Buddhist meditation, I could say, mm-hmm. after. Um, yeah, he, he's, again, probably the other guy. So it took this long for Paul and Sam Harris to come up, but they're my two go-tos. Right. So if you're playing the drinking game listeners, take, a, take your shots, because <laughs> just got Paul and now Sam. So I, I do it's Sam. It's been a while, yeah, so. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So Sam, I do Sam Harris's meditation app every morning. It's like, he's a huge freaking influence in my mm-hmm. life. Um, and so he recently did a podcast with a evolutionary psychologist i think or evolutionary biologist that was saying that basically yeah it's so cool so okay have you ever watched the show brain games yes okay i play that
1: for my kids all the time yeah okay that's
0: our favorite that's like the only show the whole family gets sit down and watch together and everyone likes it so brain games will show you that your brain takes shortcuts Right? Of course right so you see something and it's and it's an illusion. Why but work you're... harder
1: when you can work smarter exactly like... right
0: and so there's a reason for that evolutionarily those that saw the illusions they 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 worked smarter so they survived better right so so you can go watch an episode of brain games you can convince yourself in an episode your brain takes shortcuts right so this this evolutionary I think psychologist was talking about not only does your brain take some shortcuts but actually, he ran um, computer model uh, studies that shows that chances are the majority of what you see actually is an illusion. That actually you don't see reality the way that it really is. To even say it really is out there, we base all that on our own scientific studies and evidence and models and stuff, but we're using a flawed system, our cognition, to run all those studies. So he's saying that basically those that see reality not as they are were more like not as it truly is, whatever right. that means, right? Uh, were more likely to survive, and so chances are because of evolution, we the world isn't actually at all like we see. We're seeing a, a
1: well, it's a very a dream. Worldly...
0: We're seeing a a a, a mirage right. that is set up to help us survive, not to teach us what really is out there. Right. But
1: gives us something yeah. to grasp to, something tangible, yes. right? And like, so he
0: calls it the interface, which I love. That our interface with the uh the infinite data that is the physical the I world. am, the yeah. is, right? Yeah, right. That that the interface actually is purposefully not supposed to show you the way it really is. It's only supposed to show you, and then something like a psychedelic drug really fuck with the interface right, <laughs> right. like, like, you know, oh man, I was so convinced that my floor didn't spiral and yeah. move. And you know what I mean? And now right. it's the, doing these
1: it. words on the page. We're not yeah. walking away, but yeah. here they, here we are. <laughs> yeah, right? right. Yeah.
0: And so we've, we've biased just sober, regular brains that have evolved, but who's that, that doesn't point anything towards reality. Reality could be this incredibly obscure, weird, that, or it could or, be
1: absolutely nothing.
0: Or it could be nothing. Which, which is the crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? Which, is, like, the, which the, is the Zen way of looking yeah. at it. It's actually everything's empty. And if there's anything, it's just the uh, the arising in this moment. Right. Like the past. That's what I'm, right. I'm really into. Is, and that's stuff that my guru Paul talks about. Like The past, there is no past. The past is an idea that you entertained cognitively now. Right. You can't go to the past but you are seemingly going to the past all the time in your mind. You can remember the past. Right, exactly. You can invoke it, but everything you ever invoked about the past, everything you ever could invoke about the future can only ever happen now. That's what I love. One of my favorite little mental flips that he does is people always talking about, I want to get into the moment, right? Like, God, I I was really good at being in the moment. Be here now. Yeah, I'll be here now. And he goes, just realize you can't be out of the moment. Right. You are the moment. And you're trying so hard. <laughs> trying right? so it's hard. almost
1: like meditation where people yep. are like, empty your mind, empty your mind, empty your mind. Oh, when shoot, my mind's
0: full yeah. of empty your mind. Dang it. I'm
1: thinking <laughs> yeah. about emptying my, I'm thinking yeah. about thinking, like, yep. you uh-huh.
0: know, yep. that's, Yeah, which is another Paul thing. He says, you can't create uh, stillness with activity that would be activity. So the activity of saying, I want to be still, I want to be, yeah.
1: Breathe in, (laughs) breathe out, breathe in, right? Like,
0: yeah. And so, um, so we're getting right into my, my favorite little zone there, but, uh, we were talking, okay. So if, if your dad comes and talks to you, whether you're sober, drunk, high on mushrooms, whatever the hell that's as real as anything. right because it's your subjective experience and if because
1: what it, well, it's no more real than me sitting here talking to you other than it. the fact that the physicality of it is something that my brain can grasp
0: you got it right yep, exactly. and it's
1: socially acceptable
0: exactly to grasp That's more, that. It, socially and right? culturally like, every, you know if you go to most people and say it but people just yeah the fear of like of like let's uh let's just be honest about our subjective experience you know Like, if I really subjectively feel that I'm seeing angels, because I've seen some crazy shit, you know? Like, when I sit and watch my guru at his talks and stuff, his face will, like, look seemingly you know to like turn into jesus's face and then like turn into my dad's face (laughs) and i'll be sitting there and at first there was this there's this very subtle feeling inside of like like you're losing it like come back to reality fear right fear sheer panic that like
1: this is not acceptable
0: exactly right i'm losing my mind oh no you know and then um then i've been to maybe a hundred talks maybe something like that by now and so now when it starts to happen i can just relax and be like oh this is interesting
1: you well, know. and just, like, embrace what it is and not put any judgment or connotation exactly. on what it is or what it isn't. Yeah. Right? And like,
0: then life will give you miracles. It just
1: is. It'll, yeah. It is it what it is. It just is. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: And so I'm. that's my very long-winded way of saying <laughs> I'm very glad that you're having those kinds of experiences. Yeah. And he is here. And, right. you know, just like I was talking to her about Ram Dass, I'm having, I never, before the, his body passed, I never had conversations with him. Now I'm having conversations with him. Cool. Right. You Which is I mean? even
1: like, you know, yeah. your, your relationship, so to speak, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word is just evolving.
0: Exactly. Right. Like, yeah.
1: and it's really cool. And I, you know, I thought when I, you had asked me to do this podcast and, you know, you said you were coming over today, I was really thinking about it. Cause I was like, man, these experiences are so cool, yeah. but there is some kind of, uh, something special about having those just between totally. two souls. But then I also thought, like, but it's also really cool to share it. And, like, yes. maybe somebody will hear it and say, like, oh, I'm not crazy or, oh, yeah. I'm not, right? Like, or just getting yep. people to be more mindful of those things that literally are coming and hitting you in the face, yep. right? You're or honest. in the foot or, like.
0: This, that's literally the the thesis of this podcast because what podcasting did for me was I heard certain people, Pete Holmes, I bring him up all the time, uh, you made it weird, great podcast. I could send you some good ones. Um, he was saying things and I was like, Oh, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one. And just
1: raising your awareness yes.
0: too, yeah. you know,
1: within yourself. Yep.
0: Yeah. That's
1: what I mean, it's isn't really that about. what we're doing? Like I know and it's it's hard for me because I work like I mentioned, I work at a Catholic school. So I I, I love it in the sense that there is that spirituality. Yeah. And there is that spiritual community that you're
0: even though there's a lot you know, of baggage with There is a, yeah. lot baggage, a lot of baggage, right? Baggage, yeah. Like
1: and, and so I kind of, you know, but the blessing of having your own mind is you can pick and choose what you choose exactly. to believe and yeah. you can pick and, you know, this mm-hmm. isn't the,
0: the we- Catholicism the shack, like yeah. back
1: in the day where like if you don't do what I say, you get You're, hit and yeah, you go you to get, mass and yeah. you just shut up and sit down, right? Uh-huh. And or way so, back
0: in the day where they tortured you. Uh, and, right, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But
1: I was at this mass and, you know, I had just, I am also feel like I need to, preface this with i wear my heart on my sleeve so i don't yeah. you know so anyways i was going to this in service um on friday and normally we start with mass but for this specific day we ended with mass and i thought i had gotten into a fight with my boyfriend the night before and i didn't sleep well and i was just like looking for a way out you know i could leave before mass and nobody would know the difference there's 800 mm-hmm. people here right and i deserve
0: like, to leave before
1: right and mom. i just don't want to be here uh-huh. right i'm yeah, not yeah. comfortable here yeah. and then i thought okay i'm gonna go to mass and I'm gonna leave after. Um, I'm gonna leave after I get the blessing or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna walk out the door. I'm mm-hmm. gonna sit in the back. Yeah. And then as I'm sitting in the back because this was my plan, um, the one of the people in the diocese had said like, you know, everybody in the back needs to move forward. Like this, you know, you need you, moving forward. It makes us a community and it brings you closer to Jesus, right? Well, which for them is great. And I Mm -hmm. do believe that there is higher powers out there. So, you know, I kind of take take that as like, okay, like creator, right? Like you're just closer and you're, and so I thought, and I wasn't going to move. And then my friends were like, let's go up there. We should, you know, and I'm like, you're really ruining for this for me. Like I was going to leave. I have my whole story set up. I'm going to leave.
0: I deserve to leave.
1: And I just... It was so crazy because I was like, okay. and then the pastor was talking about how, you know, if you have anxiety or if you have depression or if you're feeling uncomfortable or if you just are lost, like, you know, for in this sense, he said, like, come here, come to the table. Right. Like everything will make sense when you can just sit here and be right? And I'm like, holy crap, okay, I'm supposed to be here, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he goes on to say, because, you know, it was an in-service for all these teachers, so it's very much based on, um, you know, like I said, holding that space for the kids, what we provide for the kids. And he brought up this really good point that really the only thing that us as human beings are here to do on this earth is to love. Mm-hmm love your kids, like love people that you think don't deserve it. Right. And I was like, Holy moly. Like, (laughs) Oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, Oh, okay. Like it totally brought into light, like the fight that I had had with my boyfriend. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I just need to love him where he's at right now because me scolding him and yelling at him and telling him that this is over. If you don't change, like isn't fixing anything and it's making him feel worse than he already feels. Right. Like, He is screaming at me, I need you to hold space. You got it. And I'm oh, like, I, I nope, uh uh-uh. yeah. right? Because I have took, standards and I'm putting my foot down. just took like, that
0: right out of my brain. Because we all have different ways of saying – Please love me. Please accept me. Please hold space for me. Right? Let time... me show you
1: this terrible part of me and please accept <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. Right? Please, like, yeah. I'm not perfect. Like, yeah. please love me. Yeah. Isn't that what we all strive That's what for? We're all like, looking
0: for and know, all just... in our own weird, wacky, quirky ways.
1: Right? So, and so then I was just like, okay, universe. Like, I see you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having to make somebody be like, come sit in the front. Yeah, right? Because yeah, I so. couldn't just, like, I couldn't get past myself that day. Yeah. I was just like, and I left feeling so much calmer and more grounded and more connected right like again what we strive for as humans like Mm -hmm. to feel connected to feel loved right and um it was just a big eye opener yeah right
0: hell yeah and and that's
1: and I was able to come back to the table and say like hey like I accept you where you're at right now Yeah. this just hurt my feelings so like I need a couple days to just like breathe yeah you know yeah and I think you should do the same. But like we still are connected, and I still am loving you and accepting you. And
0: that's much more a place of unconditional love. Right. Like I still love you. I You're just your making me
1: yeah. really angry right yeah, now, yeah. and I don't want to be around yeah, you. Right. Like
0: and like the thing I, I say a lot to my kids, my wife, everybody is like, I love you no matter what, but we don't have to make it this hard we can make it a lot easier you know and I mean? love you doesn't yeah. mean
1: that I need to like you all the time
0: exactly yeah right? and, and I love you doesn't mean I'd have to accept all of your behavior it doesn't mean that you're perfect right you are you don't need to grow you don't need to work on anything like yeah we all need to and it doesn't do mean that, that you're
1: not gonna fall and totally yeah. like scrub so hard yeah. and like
0: yeah but you that know. and that's I, I really I feel like that's my most important job to my daughter as like I'm always I love you no matter what I love you no matter what Always, You know what I mean? And it's like, like, and then they're not old enough to really get it yet. But like, yes, they I, are. I, yeah, they are. They're getting, yes, they get, they are. they're getting, <laughs> and I say to, to my step kids, they're a little bit older, I'll be like, um, there's nothing you could do that could take like my love away for you, you know? like. A, and like,
1: what a place of just like calmness for them to be yeah. in, to hear that, to know that like, I can feel and act however I see fit. Yeah. And I'm still going to have a place of safety.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like
1: that's yeah. super cool.
0: Yeah. If, if you, if you can like freaking offer anything, you know, especially to a family member, to a friend, anything like that's, you know. Well,
1: and it's so hard. Like I had this one mom at school say like, I'm not here to be my kid's friend. And I was so taken aback and I said this and I probably shouldn't have, but I said, but aren't you though? Yeah. Like, if you're not your kid's friend, yeah, like, no. who is? Yeah. Right? Like, uh-huh. who is their friend? Uh-huh. If you yeah. can't say, I mean, there's a difference. They can't
0: count on you. Yeah. And friend is, you know, there's a lot and of. Loosely. Yeah.
1: Right? Loosely based. Because I'm over here, like, it doesn't mean that you don't discipline them and yeah. you don't instill values and you don't say, like, you can't act like that and expect to get a positive outcome. Right? right. Like, yeah. but it does mean, like you said that this is a place of safety yes. and love and me, acceptance no yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and i just thought this poor kid I know. is gonna grow up thinking and like in turn those are gonna be the relationships that he craves
0: yeah of course
1: and those are gonna be the relationships that he passes on
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i'm like if maybe my one job in this scenario exactly. is to just say like your your kid is perfect, yeah. just how they are.
0: And maybe that little taste means he won't grow up and pass that on. He'll, you know. I hope so.
1: Good, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> all you can right? Do is try, like, right. And yeah. you don't need to be defensive yeah. about a very like logical or factual. The facts that I'm presenting to you yeah. are not right. Like we're not taught to compartmentalize those mm-hmm. if you're saying that my kid can't pay attention you're saying he's a bad kid and i'm a bad mother yeah that's it and i'm failing yes, right and a lot i'm of like leaks there yeah <laughs> no, <laughs> no like yeah. he just can't sit down yes. like you know and i love him and i accept him but like
0: yeah
1: in a classroom it needs to be conducive somewhat to everybody's learning yep and I, he's affecting I, that I don't right now where Right? I, like, where
0: i heard it but it's a new thing i've been like been implementing especially in Um, disagreements is the the enemy is not the person, it's the problem. Right. It's so subtle, but it's so huge. Well, right? and
1: it's not me against you, yeah. it's us, us against the problem. That's it, I like,
0: know. It's so, uh, like, I but love But when, so, you, when you're
1: pissed and when you're in them. that red yeah. zone, you're yeah. like, no, yeah, you're yeah. wrong. Yeah. I am mad mm-hmm. at you exactly. and you are wrong and yeah. I am right. But and at like, least
0: yeah, at least to, like, have the anchor of knowing that that storm will pass and you right. can come back to the problem. In the end, the... Zones the, it's... of
1: regulation. Like, it, your yes. feelings are weather. Yeah. And you can't... Con- you know, we can't control the weather. Yeah, exactly. I can't say, like, man, yeah. I have my vacation next week. I'd really like it if it didn't rain. Yeah, good luck. Right? But, like, it comes and it goes. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I were to get upset every time it rained... Well, I'm in California, so I probably wouldn't yeah. be upset that yeah. often. But, yeah. you know what I mean? In the sense yeah. of that, like...
0: That's it. That's what if I... If you I... can
1: do that for your emotions, mm-hmm. like, you're just... So much more like the rock in the storm, right? And that's you're it. just grounded in who you are, and your emotions don't make you who you are.
0: You got it. You know? That's it. And that's I, what I
1: want my kids to know. I,
0: I, I, the greatest little gift lesson in my life has been ca- causeless uh, joy and peace. There, there doesn't have to be a cause for it.
1: i can have I'm joy, just happy. I can have joy and peace for no good reason. Well, right. and choosing that, and choosing that, yeah, right, yeah, like there's always gonna be something that's like not quite perfect and makes you a little uncomfortable. Yeah,
0: you can right? always find a reason not to have peace and not to be happy. So just realize whether the reason something is small is not having your AirPods or as as big as you got fired from your job or you lost, you broke up with the love of your life. Pick pick. There's always going to be something mm-hmm. you can promise yourself that. But if you can find a a, a general joy. And, and peace underneath all that and just being and just being this is the greatest fucking gift that's better than any amount of money right <laughs> any amount of anything it right? really is you know? there was
1: this one song i can't remember what it is but it's like saying like there's people so poor all they have is their money and i was like oh, whoa yeah. <laughs> like, and being a teacher i'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you millionaires like you know um yeah. but it goes back to that like that it triangle does. right like if i can't meet my physiological needs mm-hmm. like if i don't have food and can pay for a place to live yeah. like i'm not going to be able to like get and we strive to climb that ladder right yeah, like absolutely. we strive for self-actualization Built into and, us for
0: a reason yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome yeah hey thank you this for this really podcast. Cool. that was so much fun yeah we i gotta go you gotta go we could do it for another three hours that was really cool
1: not going anywhere yeah so right we on. can do it anytime okay
0: right on thank you elena yeah um
1: Thank you. Thank
0: you. (laughs) Right on. Yeah.